Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're rolling along here. Hour two of the Lombardi line, as always, presented by BetMGM. Welcome in Stormy Bonatoni and Michael Lombardi with you. Just wrapped up a great conversation with Brian Broaddus, who um, covers all things Dallas Cowboys, which was super, super fun talking to him. An LSU alum as well. So he's been enjoying all things College World Series. Michael, I have officially placed my under wager. I think it's going to be Florida and under but I haven't pulled the trigger um, going against Brian tonight just yet. Um, but been a fun show here so far, Michael. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's good. And uh, that LSU, that you must go. Have you done a college game in Baton Rouge yet for uh, the night game? So have I, you done a I haven't, but um, I've worked for um, SEC Network. I've done some things for them getting to go to Omaha specifically and do College World Series stuff. And one of the years I went, Michael, LSU wasn't even in it. They weren't in that final group of teams, yet their tailgate from their fans was still the biggest and best one out there in Omaha. Their fan base is so dedicated to not only the team, but the sport itself. It's so cool like how into it they yeah. are. It really is. On sun, Saturday night I, in Baton Rouge at, at kickoff, I mean, they've had all day to do their jello shots and Mike <laughs> the Tigers roaring over there in the corner. It, it, it's really, if you're a college football fan or a football fan in general, it's one of the great venues of all time, especially when this team is getting going. And I'm sure Brian Kelly will have them going right now. Oh, I'm sure. I'm so sad. So last year I was actually supposed to do um, an LSU football game out there in Baton Rouge, and I got swapped to a UNC game at the last minute, which ended up being cool. I was excited about it because I wanted to see Drake May, and like everybody had talked so much yeah. about um, the caliber of player he would be. That's when he was still on his potential Heisman candidacy type of a run if he was able to put mm-hmm. it back half of the season together. But LSU, I mean, to be in Death Valley would be pretty, pretty sick. So hopefully one day I get yeah. assigned one of those games, Michael. Let's uh, let's talk some NFL news, though. Um, my team making some headlines recently, the San Francisco 49ers, because quarterback health aside, their tight end, George Kittle, talked about one problem the offense has that he's happy about. 
quote, it's really fun to be on a team that does have the problem of too many mouths to feed because Coach Shanahan does such a great job of scheming everybody into certain plays. It's just really fun to be a part of an offense that has so much talent on it. And something that I've gone back and forth about with this San Francisco team numerous times since the end of last year was, are they enough without having the quarterback really, really figured out? Like if Brock Party, Purdy comes into this season and he's not fully healthy yet, if, if Sam Darnold's the guy or Trey Lance is the guy, am I confident enough in all of the weapons around the quarterback position that they're still going to win a good amount of games and be a contender in the NFC? What do you think? Well, I, I think certainly defense can carry them. And what they do have is they have the best yards after the catch receivers, oh, yeah. runners in football. And that takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback. Here's where they get into trouble. And one of the things that Kyle has always got into trouble in his career as an offensive coach and a play caller is if they get behind in a game, they do not have a drop back pass game. They are all play action pass, very limited in their drop back pass protections. You know, and, and it becomes a little bit of a problem for them to play catch-up. Can they get back in it? They need to stay engaged with their run game and all their play-action stuff. So, But they do have enough skill, and you can never have enough skill as long as you define the role of the player, right? Because one of the things the Niners can do different than most teams is they substitute without substituting. Mm -hmm. So they have so many multidimensional players on their offensive skill set that they can take McCaffrey as the runner and put him in the slot, and now they're an 11 team, even though they were a 12 team to start. Or they could stay in 12, or they could go to another formation and go to three receivers and become a 10 team. They're very good, and Kyle's very good. And a lot of the throws are throws for the quarterback that he has seen in practice, and it's fairly simple execution. So Yes, I do. They're good enough on defense. Now, the one thing we do know about your team, Stormy, and you know this better than I do, durability has always been the biggest yeah. factor when it comes to them. Can Nick Bosa stay healthy? You know, can Armstead stay healthy? Can Fred Warner stay healthy? Can all their good players stay healthy? And this year, which we don't talk enough about, this year they're going to go through a little bit of change in the offensive line. McGinchy, who I don't think is an elite player, it still was a good they're going to have to find somebody who could fill that role. Yeah, you got to make sure the offensive line can stand up. But to your point about health, that's going to be so critical because in addition to the defensive players that you just called out, we've seen injury issues with Christian McCaffrey historically, Debo Samuel historically, a lot of these guys that are so critical to the success of this team. Also, because you mentioned specifically the yards after catch that a lot of these players have, they have guys who are, if not the best, a top five option at every one of those primary positions. And that includes... Fullback, which I know we don't see a whole lot in the NFL, but Kyle Juszczyk, same situation with him, right. George Kittle, Debo, CMC. And you think about the way that this offense was able to take another step when they went out and grabbed Christian McCaffrey a year ago from the Carolina Panthers because of exactly what you said, how you can line these guys up anyway. This offense puts defenses in a consistent bind because they can hurt you from so many different angles and not necessarily knowing what a player is actually going to do based on where they start in a formation. Um, as far as the 49er, you look at some of these props that are up on your screen right now with CMC's rushing yards and, and touchdowns, Kittle's receiving yards, touchdowns, same thing with Samuel. Um, any of these guys that you would trust most to remain healthy and hit some of these benchmarks? 
Yeah, well, I mean, Kittle, you know, you want to trust Kittle. I think Samuel would be a guy because I think Debo felt like the contract last year affected his ability to play consistently through the entire season, right? right? He, even though, you know, someone look at his numbers and say, well, they, he wasn't really that bad, you know? I mean, Samuel had 56 catches. He averaged 11 yards, only scored two touchdowns, right? So I think he is really driven to have a great season stay healthy and have a great season. And so I would play over his totals there. I, I definitely think to me, because the contract's out of the way and he's focused on the conditioning of himself, that'll allow him to stay healthy. I certainly hope so. Um, Samuel's numbers there, 725 and a half in terms of receiving yards. And can he get over that four and a half receiving touchdowns, Mark? We have talked so much when it comes to free agency in the running back position, specifically about Dalvin Cook, Michael. But another player who is sitting there available that kind of surprised me that early on he wasn't picked up, Kareem Hunt, who says he does plan to play in 2023. Quote, yeah. he's just being patient. He said he's had some things come up, but right now he's enjoying his time training and just staying ready. Um, Hunt, again, like I said, I was surprised that he didn't find a home early on in this free agency yeah. process, but how much of that is just dictated by the market at this point and, and the options for running backs out there being so slim? Well, I think that's it, right? Nobody wants to pay and every, and you know, there's not a clear cut role. One of the things Kyle does such a good job is defining the role. Mm -hmm. You know, look, uh, here's the thing about Hunt that I like is he can impact the passing game too, right? McCaffrey, we talk about this all the time. McCaffrey averaged eight, nine to catch, right? Eight, nine, that's almost nine yards a catch he averaged, which is outstanding. Juszczyk averaged 11.6 a catch. Think about that, right? I mean, you know, I'm no, I'm sorry, he averaged 10.5 a catch. So that's amazing. Now he had, you know, he only had 14 catches, but still, you know, I mean, 19 catches, but still he did a hell of a job. This is where Kareem Hunt can make it a difference mm -hmm. to you. And a lot of it is going to be, are you comfortable with when he got released from Kansas City? Are you comfortable with what has happened since then? I think some teams in the league that I know of, they'll still say, no, we don't want him. He was in that involved in that act. He was involved in domestic violence. We stay away from that player. That has a little bit to do with it as well. Um, just because you, you bring up the the history of things with with Hunt, the news that has gone on lately with Tyreek Hill and everything that happened on yeah. that marina. Like, what's your thought process of how that could impact him in training camp and early in the season with everything that's going on off the field? I mean, Hunt, I mean, excuse me, Tyreek Hill has been able to skirt any suspensions. I mean, remember, he's only a fifth-round pick, not because he wasn't talented at Oklahoma State. That's, that's irrelevant. He's only a fifth-round pick because of what happened at Oklahoma State and the domestic violence, and they threw him off the team. And then he tried to go to Akron, and they threw him off that team. And then he tried to go to West Alabama, and they threw him off that team. And then he enters the NFL, and there's not a suspension at all. Then he got into some trouble in Kansas City. Do you remember this? And then it was investigated, and they did, the league did nothing. I have a feeling that if this is – if charges are brought against him and there's video, which apparently there is – and he's in an assault case. I think he'll have to, he'll he'll basically have violated the conduct, uh, the personal conduct rule. And there could be some form of suspension because the league has never addressed any of the other ones that he's been involved with. Well, it's crazy to me that you have these repeat occurrences and that you're not learning from your past. You're not 
stepping up and just like knowing yeah. when you're in a situation where you're getting upset not to be able to rein yourself back because you have been able to get away with so much in the past and play that why why would you want to put yourself in a position not to be available because this is this is your dream this is your livelihood this is your right. everything i never really understood that for guys well i i think too you know we never look at it this way but i do think kansas city had had enough right Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they had him under contract. They knew he was going to get a new deal. He was complaining, but they could have kept him. They could have kept him. But I think they felt like, look, this is getting harder to manage by the day. And what makes Hill so great is that fiery, competitive personality also becomes a liability when he's not on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very important piece to what that Miami Dolphins team is trying to do offensively. So see how things ultimately play out for him off of the field. But you just hope that these players who are so talented and so important to their teams can do the right things off of the field so that these are non-issues. We have to take a quick break here. Still plenty more to come over this final hour of the Lombardi line in about 20 minutes or so. We'll have our guy TG Thomas Gable, director of the racing Sportsbook at the Borgata. But when we return talking some records this year and can players set a new standard in 2023, there are odds for it. Best believe it. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Plus, you can check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You can sign up now for just 19 bucks. VSIN.com slash subscribe. They say records are meant to be broken, Michael. And DraftKings yeah. has some props up there for single season records. And will they or won't they get broken this year? And I'm, I'm kind of excited about some of these because a few of these records have been broken relatively recently, um, some not since the 80s. And so could this be the year for a number of categories? Um, let's start with mm-hmm. the passing props specifically because in 2013, Peyton Manning had one of the most incredible statistical seasons of all time for a quarterback, had... 55 touchdowns, 5,477 yards, surpassing the yardage record set by Drew Brees. So a decade later, Michael, could either of those numbers be broken, you think? Boy, that that's a hard one. You know, I don't think so. Now, look, we're playing 17. Uh, Peyton played 16. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's uh, that's probably not, you know, that's, that, that's going to lend itself to one more game to go over the 5477 because they're not going to count that receiving yards. I, I just think it's going to be hard. And one of the things that Peyton was able to do with his team was because they they did still they had Edron James and they could run the football, but he was such a great control passer. I I just don't see that. That's a lot of yardage. Maybe Justin Herbert could do it, but that would require their defense to be better. I was curious, like, are there certain things that you would have to, like, what are some of those other criteria that you'd be looking for for a guy to put up just significant, ridiculous passing and passing touchdown numbers specifically? Because I wonder even if you if you have a really good running back, right, that if you're in short yardage situations um, in the red zone, that that guy's going to get the ball and score versus you getting a passing touchdown. Like, that's one thing that at least rang through in my brain. Right, but it's also the quarterback having complete authority at the line of scrimmage, what Peyton had. You know, as I write about in my new book, Football Done Right, the, the one of the dynamics of the Colts' offense when Peyton was there was the receivers never motioned. You know, Reggie Wayne would line up about one, one foot inside the numbers, and Dallas Clark would line up in a certain spot, and, and Marvin Harrison would line up in another spot, and whether it was Edron James or Joseph Ajay, and the backs were part of it. It was a five-out receiving game and so Peyton controlled it at the line of scrimmage he was able to kind of shift and see and what eventually happened throughout his career was that eventually people started to not move on defense either so they played a wooden statue style of defense which you line up in a cover two shell and don't move you line up in the same spots all the time we can't give him an idea about what we're doing and then once the clock went down past past when he could communicate, then start to move around. And that allowed Peyton to have really full of the offense at his disposal. Mm-hmm. Does anyone in the NFL have that now? There's some guys that do, but 
to me, not to the level that Peyton had. And I think that's one of the reasons that number was very reflective. Remember, some of the quarterbacks from past eras, you know, Johnny Unitas called his own plays. Mm-hmm. You know, on the final drive of the greatest game of all, I think the 58 championship game, you know, we Bubank told Johnny, you got it, you know, take it over. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, uh, Peyton that season, a 115.1 passer rating. He had the 55 touchdowns, just 10 picks, an incredible, incredible year. Um, Mahomes last year, 5,250 yards, so still well shy of that yardage mark. So maybe – But he's got – yeah, and that was 17 games too, Stormy. So, you know, like that's still still 200 yards short. And so I would also say that with that, if we don't think either of those records are going to be broken, stay away from that market and maybe just – target some of those quarterbacks like a Justin Herbert or a Patrick Mahomes. Look at what their passing yards or passing touchdown numbers are, and if you think that they can exceed them or not, take an alternate betting approach there. How about receiving yards? The record number 1,954 and a half now is going to go over that from Calvin Johnson set in 2012. He had 122 receptions that season, and it was a year the Lions were bad. They went 4-12. and They were often trailing, forced into a lot of passing situations. The closest that we've gotten to this number came in 2021. Cooper Cup was 17 yards shy that Super Bowl season. Could anybody get close again this year? You know, look, what, what do those two things have in common? Right. What are those two situations? Cup was the inside slot. They didn't really have a running back. Remember, they brought Sonny Michelle. You know, they they were searching for a back that time. Cam Akers, who is their back? They never really replaced Gurley. So it was it was they they didn't really were running McVay's. They were throwing it quite a bit. And so it's going to require either you get really far behind and have a quarterback who will throw it and a receiver who can make plays down the field, you know, Herman Moore, Scott Mitchell, whomever that was back then. It's going to require something like that. Could you see Justin Jefferson doing that with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I could. Mm-hmm. Say they get behind in games and they have to really wing it, wing it around their field. I could see Justin Jefferson closing the gap on this one because he is really talented. And, you know, they're able to – they drafted Addison to take some of the pressure off of him. So perhaps they can move him around. But he would be the me, the candidate, especially considering where Minnesota is on defense. So would you rather then – because I know my answer to this question. Would you rather bet plus 350 okay. for the receiving yards single-season record to be broken or just bet Justin Jefferson at plus 550 to have the most single-season receiving yards? Well, I mean, I'm not great at math, but I'm going to take the plus five. That's what I'm saying. All right. We're in this. We're yeah, simpatico there because that's my thought. If that's but, the but, name but that I comes think, to mind. That's a great, great point. That's a great point. You know, you don't have to go down this road. There's alternatives, and DraftKings does a wonderful job of providing those alternatives for you. Okay. So you can look at that, and if you want to invest your money – for a, a long-term investment because you got to wait to the end of the year. I mean, so this is, you know, you've got over props long-term, you've got MVP props, all the individual awards, that, and then you have these. So how many of these awards do you want to go? To me, the key is narrowing the field down mm-hmm. so that you can guarantee yourself money. Let's go to rushing yards. Um, This record has stood since 1984. Eric Dickerson, where he was averaging 131.6 yards per game, 2,105 and a half, the number you have to get over. Since he did it in 84, there have only been six other running backs that have eclipsed 2,000 yards. None have topped his number. Derrick Henry, before he got injured in 2021, was the first player with a realistic shot at it, but the nature of the position injuries happen. 
What about this year? I mean, look, Josh Jacobs led the league last year in rushing yards and only had just over 1,600. So that should tell you how yeah. hard this record is to break. And, and the fact that Josh Jacobs' team was playing from behind quite a bit at times, right? The Raiders, what, won six games? So I, I think to me that's a remarkable that he did that. I, I just don't see this, uh, this coming through because, A, you need two backs anymore. As good as Ramondo Stevenson is in New England, I think they should sign another back, right? Mm-hmm. Every team needs two backs kind of rotating them through, you know. And so I think, to me, this is a hard record to break, especially way the way the offenses are set up to where we have so many long handoffs that we can give players. The one up here on the board that I think is the most reasonable to break would be sacks. The number 22 and a half at plus 550. The, there's been two players to reach this mark, Michael Strahan in 01 and then TJ Watt just a couple years ago. Watt reached that mark, by the way, in 15 games played. So if, as you look at, uh, think about players that could maybe set this record and do you think it could be broken again this year to begin with, but who are the players that come to mind for you? Miles Garrett this year, but Darius Smith on the other side. Miles Garrett will get some help. I know he had Clowney there last year, but he should get some help. And if Cleveland can play from in front where they can have a 10-point lead, the Eagles had 60 of their 70 regular season sacks came from their defensive front. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the Eagles played from in front all the time. They played from in front in every single game. And when you play from in front and you have a 10-point lead after halftime, you're not worried about a team trying to run the ball. You're worried about getting up the field and rushing the passer. And mm-hmm. that's what creates the pressure. And so I think it would take – but Cleveland's always in those nail-biter games, right? So Garrett really, really can't get going to the level he needs to. But I think in Schwartz's defense, where he's going to be a little wider in that nine technique – I think he has a really great opportunity to to at least get close to this number. He would be the only one I would think of. T.J. Watt, what worries me there is, are they going to play from behind? Are they going to have lead? I think that the Steelers are always going to be in close games. He's so talented, but I don't know if that's going to transcend it to 20 sacks or more. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be crazy to see T.J. Watt break his own record. He is plus 850 for Defensive Player of the Year, but again, the sacks total specifically plus 550 for Miles Garrett in the most sacks market, 10 to 1. So again, if we're just being smart here and playing the numbers, if there's one yeah. or two guys that you really think could stand out above the pack, maybe take an alternate market versus just picking anybody to break a single season record. If you think it's going to be Miles Garrett or TJ Watt, split your money potentially between the two or look at defensive player of the year markets. We're going to step aside. Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata joins us next. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive, Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Remember, you gotta download Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. You can download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID. Open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And why not go behind the counter right now, as we always do on a Sunday? Our guy, Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook out there at the Borgata, joins us now. 
Thomas, uh, the College World Series rolling on LSU with a big win yesterday, a chance to close it all out today. And I know you, Michael and Femi, talked yesterday about the increased handle that we've seen for the College World Series. The game two coming up today, earlier in the day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 my time um, for that first pitch. So I imagine with that increased handle, it means more and more bets are getting made earlier in the day. How are you seeing this one being played tonight or this afternoon? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit earlier start uh, today, so we won't have uh, the issues with the, with the shadows that you've seen in yep. other games. But, um, you know, it's been a run on the unders, uh, nine and a half the total on this one, juice to the under. So, and people have been uh, continuing to ride that train. Uh, last night stayed under, even though it went to extra innings. Uh, so uh, right now, early money is coming in on Florida here. Uh, the right's been very good uh, for the College World Series. And even yesterday's game, I think there was really only maybe three major league baseball games that we had more handle, more right on than the uh, than the College World Series game. And that was probably the Phillies and Mets, naturally. Uh, I think the Yankees and Rangers and, um, and the Cardinals and Cubs, which, again, that's the game being played in London. So it was an early start there, kind of a standalone game. So that was really the contributing factor for that game. Uh, same early today as well, early start there. That game's already underway in London. So, yeah, I mean, the college world series has been tremendous uh, and, and nice. It's a nice a little uh, piece of business to add there when there's no NBA and no NHL. TG, has this always been the case with College World Series for you? Is is this always been so popular? No, it's it, it certainly has grown uh, in in through the seasons, through the years. So uh, this has been the best year for us so far in terms of what we've written on it. Um, and you know, I think there's still room for more growth with it. it I, you know, it's nice to see people getting involved in this who weren't involved in it in the past. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, is it ever going to get to a level of, uh, you know, college football or college basketball? Uh, probably not, but, uh, it's still, it, it's a nice thing to see people getting uh, more involved in as the years go by here. Yeah. I, I don't expect it ever to rival the NCAA tournament and March madness and the animal that that is, but it's really cool, at least in my opinion, to see how many people have found these games to be so enjoyable, the competitiveness we've had specifically this year. Um, we know how good that the SEC is in general, so to have an SEC final is pretty cool. We'll see how things play out tonight, but I am with everybody else evidently on the under today, um, and I think that Florida gets it done and forces that third game coming up tomorrow. Uh, speaking of baseball, though, in general, what a freaking game we had yesterday from the Angels, a 25-1 to win over the Rockies. Like, anybody betting overs, the, the, what cracks me up is about that final score, Thomas, still the no-run first inning cashes, despite 25-1. to Right, yeah. I mean, I didn't watch that game, but I think I looked at it at some point when uh, the Angels had 24 runs uh, very early <laughs> on in that game. It was just, it was, you had to do a double take uh, when you, when you saw that, but. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, good stories in baseball right now. Certainly the angels are, are one of them, uh, them being competitive. Uh, it, it's kind of, uh, quieted the rumors a little bit about Otani being moved, uh, because if they're in the playoff hunt, you know, they're not, they're not going to give them up. Uh, so they're going to make a run at it. And, uh, so you want to see the angels keep winning and, 
Uh, it's obviously for us here locally, um, Michael knows this well, uh, with Mike Trout being um, a local kid uh, from this area in South Jersey. Uh, the Angels always enjoy a lot of support simply because of uh, Trout being on that team. Yeah, we have a Trout watch in the Daily Atlantic City Press every day. So, yeah, I mean, there is no question that he has captivated this whole market, and well, he should. I mean, from Millville, New Jersey, and able to to be the great player that he was. I want to shift to college football for a second, TG. You know, I, I know there's – there's a lot of conversation, you know, about who's going to win the national championship. Have you seen anybody that comes in that plays college football quite a bit into the shop that has gone away from Georgia as the next national champion? Um, really, I think it's the um, Alabama has been taking some decent action here. Uh, Georgia uh, has not gotten the majority of the wagers or the majority of the money. Obviously, they are the favorite, but uh, it's been Bama's been getting some money, and um, even uh, Auburn has been been picking up some play. I think simply because of price, wow. people are uh, taking that. But I, I mean, from the actual favorites, Ohio State and Alabama are getting uh, are, are getting more looks than uh, Georgia is. All right, I was curious but if maybe Florida State had gotten any love. Florida State, uh, we've taken a little bit on Florida State um, so far, but just to put this in perspective for this market, uh, and again, Michael's aware of this, we are sitting here on June 25th. Uh, there is, we have more money written into the college basketball national championship pool than we do into the college football national championship pool on wow. June 25th. Yeah. It's just, that's, that's this area. It's, it's college basketball, college basketball, and, you know, football – once the season starts, it's it's great. But, you know, in terms of now in the offseason, you know, this market really is not uh, college football centric. Interesting. Well, hey, let's turn our attention for now to the final round of the Travelers. Keegan Bradley at 21 under the leader coming into today. But Chez Reavy, Patrick Cantley, Ricky Fowler, all certainly right there in striking distance. Um, people jumping in today. What's your thought on how things might play out here on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, obviously the the course has played uh, pretty easy for these guys, and we knew the scoring was going to be a lot different than it was uh, uh, last weekend. Uh, but and for a tournament uh, that typically doesn't attract uh, this many big names, I mean, it's it's nice because you don't you typically see guys take off after the week after a major, so it's nice to have. Uh, a lot of the bigger names in this, but uh, Bradley right now, we're in good position on Bradley. We're uh, in excellent position on Reeve. So if these guys can come up, but again, with the way this course is playing, uh, anybody can, can make a run here. Uh, Cantlay still certainly within striking distance. Uh, you can get him at nine to one. So it's, um, you know, th- there's a lot of people out there who I think can make a run just simply because of how this course has been playing. Uh, so don't count really anyone out there towards the top of the leaderboard. How about the, you know, I know we're a, a, a few weeks away, TG. What Do you have any early favorites on the British Open? Well, Rory, Rory's going to be the favorite uh, simply because he has uh, the history there at Hoy Lake. Uh, he, he's won it there before. Um, so he is the favorite. Uh, obviously, then you have the familiar names with uh, Scheffler and Rahm. Um, 
being right right underneath Rory there in terms of the odds. But uh, I think Rory's going to get a, a lot of looks from people. Uh, you know, we we saw him come very close there in the U.S. Open. He played well. He didn't really he didn't really blow it. Um, he just couldn't really make any putts there in the fourth round to, to get over the hump. Um, so, uh, right now, you know, the, the early action we've been taking has been on, uh, guys that have been, uh, hot lately. Fowler, uh, has taken some money early on. Um, Cantlay has taken some money and Hovland as well. So, uh, but, uh, you know, still a lot of weeks to go here, uh, before they tee off, but, uh, the scene will certainly shift overseas here in the coming weeks because we have the Scottish Open right before that as guys kind of tune up over there before the, the British starts. The way that things have uh, been playing out here on the course, though, at the Travelers, because you mentioned the high scoring, got me feeling like maybe I could shoot a 76. Like, what's going on out there? <laughs> 21 under, 20 under? Sure, I mean, why stop at 76, Stormy? I mean, <laughs> go, go for like 68. I did have a yeah. – uh, We I played the Angel Park – cloud nine out here in Vegas. That's um, it's 12 holes, but all par threes. And I had a couple birdies guys. I'm just saying things are, things, I'm go. turning the tide out here, Thomas. Thank you Come so much as we'll, always. <laughs> we'll get you on the mini, we'll get you on the thank mini you. golf circuit back here, right? TG, we're going to go in on mini golf. Yes. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. The, the putting is my strong game. I think it's all those years of putt putt at Scandia. Uh, we, uh, we're going to step aside here. Great stuff from TG. As always, make sure you follow the Twitter at Borgata Sports. But when we come back, we're going to wrap things up here on the Lombardi line. Give some final thoughts on our NFL news and notes. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi line on VSIN, the sports betting network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Remember, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located here on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Coming to a close here. On today's edition of the Lombardi Line, thanks for joining us. Stormy Bonantoni live at Circa Resort and Casino at our Beeson studio here. Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast at his office in Jersey. And as we wrap things up here, Michael, time for our pro tip that we do every single day. We spoke earlier on in the show a lot about some of these teams that might be disrespected to an extent in their division Mm -hmm. markets. And so today's pro tip kind of leans on that thought process that if you think an NFL team is being undervalued, study those division finishing markets because you can get plus money on just about every option. And there are some different unique angles um, with which you can go about that as well. Yeah, I think you've made a great point today. If you're you're playing anything, you've got to search around and and look for different options. But I I do think, you know, a lot of the offseason markets, Stormy, are determined by perception. Why is Desmond Ritter a better prospect than Jordan Love? I I don't know the answer to that. You know, I know Jordan Love started one game against Kansas City two years ago in November, and it wasn't very good. He didn't have a great preseason, but either did Ritter. So a rider. So I, I think to me, uh, it, it, it becomes a little bit of what is the media? What what are we being sold? We know uh, Justin Fields is talked about as an MVP candidate. So, <laughs> you know, that's driving the Bears win up based on really no, no real evidence to support the drive other than he looks great and he's buzzed light years ahead of everybody. Yeah. And I know that we as consumers love to listen and soak in as much information as we can from these various mini camps and beat writers. And that's all well and good. And the information is important, but for us as betters to be able to decipher what's perception and what's reality for ourselves is very, very important with that. VEASAN Pro Tips, by the way, once available at VEASAN.com, become a subscriber, come join us. Those are all searchable by sport and by show. So if you want tips specifically from our show, make sure you search the Lombardi line. But speaking to um, the division finishing position stuff specifically, I wanted to gauge your opinion on this because when you look at the AFC West, you have the Chiefs who are, you know, the year-in, year-out winner, it feels like. They're an odds-on minus 165 favorite to repeat at the top of the AFC West once again. But there are a few different ways I think that you could play this because, in my mind, the Chiefs are the best team in the division on paper and the Raiders, where things sit right now, are it makes sense why they're the numbers that they are um, coming last in the division right now. And you question how much the health of Jimmy Garoppolo and if he can stay on the field for the course of a 17 game season, how much that'll impact this team. So in my brain, the chiefs finish first, the Raiders are going to finish last. And then in these finishing position markets, you have the ones that are on your screen, but you also have the exact, exact orders where you can kind of lay them all out. You could bet, 
Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders in that order or Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders in that order and still make a good profit just getting creative with the way that you bet it. But what's your opinion, though? Do you think that 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 could be potential like shaking out order for these teams? You know, look, last year the Raiders had a chance to beat the Chargers in the opening game of the season and uh, I think Carr threw three interceptions and then they beat them soundly in Las Vegas. Uh, they also played Denver twice, beat them twice. And, you know, they were not very good last year. Now they got, they had a chief game in Kansas city. They were close to winning that had a guy open on a, on a fourth down call that they had and they didn't throw it. You know, they threw a deep pass and it went out of bounds. So to me, uh, the, the Raiders are being disrespected because there's a perception out there that, Jimmy Garoppolo is not as good as Derek Carr. That's just what it is, right? And there is complete evidence to say that Garoppolo has an inability to stay healthy. Fully understand that. But in terms of leading a team, in terms of bringing a team together, Garoppolo has those unique skills. And winning football games, Garoppolo has those unique skills. Now, people say oh, this all the time. I've heard, I've heard uh, Femi say this to me. Well, you know... Kyle makes all the quarterbacks look good. Oh, really? Well, I mean, you're a 49er fan. How good did Nick Mullen look to you, Stormy? <laughs> yeah, we know we, we know during that stretch that when Jimmy G how, was out, it got Brian ugly. Hoyer, how did Brian Hoyer look to you? How did uh How has Brian Beathard Hoyer ever look looked, though? So let's be fair from that I mean, standpoint. But yes, Brock I Purdy, it. I, Michael, Brock Purdy was the, the first, one. yes, he was the first backup quarterback that made it work. Because um, Jimmy G, what I agree with you, Jimmy G was important throughout that stretch. That's why we talk about. I know the the joke is that wins shouldn't be a quarterback stat, but in my mind they are. And Jimmy G oh, proved yeah. how valuable he was from a win loss standpoint. Right. So my point here is, is I think the Raiders will be better. I, I, I worry about their offensive line. I think Hunter Renfro's second year in the system certainly should benefit him. He was not the player they need him to be last year. Jacoby Myers to go along with Devontae Adams. You know, if Josh Jacobs, they get him under contract, I think they will be an effective team now. They struggle up front. I mean, Chris Jones destroyed him in the Week 17 game, and that really put an end to their season in terms of ending it on a good note. Remember, this is a team that had San Francisco on the ropes in that game. Yeah. You remember with no defensive players at all. <laughs> that hey, was go a back brutal and watch game. That game. I was watching that go game on a plane, screaming at the top of my lungs, which probably wasn't welcomed on How a plane. I was like a screaming baby. With, with, I mean, that game made Jarrett Stidham six million dollars. Well, so the, mean, the, they the, they moved the ball with them. So my point here is, I think they're getting disrespected based on these. There's perceptions of Denver, and really, there's always been perceptions of the Chargers. My only issue with the Raiders at the quarterback position isn't Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback. I just question the longevity yep. that he can have throughout the course of a season and being available because oh, that, that, be, that is fair because Completely the backup fair. quarterback is Brian Hoyer, who I just said, it's impossible to make that guy look good. Like it's, it's him right. and Aiden O'Connell backing up Jimmy G. And so that's what concerns me for their um, success more than anything. There's no question, just like if Jordan Love isn't good, you're not going with Sean Clifford right. or Danny Effling, right? I mean, so, yes, I get that completely. But to me, you know, are you going to feel comfortable with, uh, in you know, in, at Denver to when they go to their backup quarterback? I, 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 I you know, I, I don't think so. You know, I, I don't think that'll, that'll happen. That'll be very effective. 
you know, Jarrett Stidham played well last year for the Raiders in the one game. He didn't play well in the second game. And then, of course, you got the Chargers. You know, we, we love the Chargers in the offseason. We really do. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but, you know, tell me who their backup quarterback is. And it's not Chase Daniels any longer. So, Michael, as it pertains to this division then, because you clearly have belief in the Raiders, and I'm not saying that they're going to overshine uh, I, the Kansas City Chiefs here, but as we look at these finishing either. positions, you would it seems like you would err more on the side of them finishing second or third in the division than the odds-on favorite where they are at minus 130 to finish fourth. Exactly right. Yes, I would. Okay. I would definitely. I like that plus 600 number finishing second okay. because I think they will. I think the opening game against Denver, you know, Vance Joseph and Josh McDaniels will battle it out. Sean Payton. I think the Raiders are improved defensively, which they needed to be. And if they sign Marcus Peters, I think at corner, if they're going to play zone and if they're going to do, I think that helps them. And if they get. Crosby to play at his level, Chandler Jones and Tyree Wilson, who they drafted, he's healthy now. So I do think they're better. I just don't think there's this huge gap that's indicated in the numbers. And again, I'm not saying this because my sons work there. I'm saying this just because there's I'm a Garoppolo believer and have always been one. And I believe that if he's healthy and I have the same concerns that you do about his durability, but he wins games, and he makes other players play at a higher level. Yeah, the last time that Jimmy G played a full season was that 2019 year when the 49ers did ultimately go all the way to the Super Bowl. So, again, reinforcing in my brain the value that he has when he's on the field and is an important piece to what San Francisco did, no question. That's going to do it for us here today. One final thought on the College World Series. Just a reminder, in case you weren't with us earlier, I am all over the under, the under, like the rest you're of the country. The under, yes. <laughs> under nine and a half and you're today. Play. You're not leaving the circuit until you play Florida. I mean, I know you're going to do yeah. it. You just can't help yourself. You're going to play Florida. I'm going to have to go see what the number is on them, though, because if if people if it, if it gets bet up too high, I can't do it. But if it's still at the pick the minus 115 price, then I'll, I'll probably jump in. We'll recap it tomorrow, though. Thanks, Michael. Great stuff. Uh, Thanks, coming up, see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Coming up next, we got Dave Ross and Mike Somich on The Handle. You won't want to miss it. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.